What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Dusty Dimes Podcast. I am your host, TJ, with my co-host, Tucker. What's up, Tuck? How's it going, TJ? Good. Good episode today with uh, NHL enforcer, uh, Luke Gazdick. Pretty pumped that this is this is all you, Tuck. I'm going to hand it all to you. This is this is you today, man. I'm looking forward to it. So it's it's pretty cool, pretty cool episode uh, with him on, and then I uh, wanted to talk about afterwards um, this whole signing thing, signing just signing players on June first. Yeah, kind of. It's 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 you know tough tough situation for the clubs. I I see that, but. You know, there there should be a process where these teams should be able to have you know tryouts. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? It's you can. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Luke. Luke, what's up, bud? What's going on? It's going, man. How you doing today? I'm hanging in, bud. Um, we just want to thank you for coming on. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day. But uh, we just want to you know talk to you. Your career, how how your career went from you know going from juniors to pro and everything, and can you touch on your time in, in juniors with uh, the New York North York Rangers that to Wexford to Erie? Yeah, so I grew up in Toronto, um, in the north end of the city, um, and mm-hmm. um, the league here in minors is called uh, the GTHL. So the Toronto Marlies, teams like that, with all with all the studs in the city. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, used to get pushed around pretty good, but, um, you know, kept clawing away. I made the junior A team when I was 16. Um, and, uh, that kind of allowed me to get my foot in the door playing junior. And then, um, I was drafted by the Erie Otters and, um, you know, man, incredible time. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, a different, yeah. <laughs> different city, man. It's a blue collar town, but, uh, I played for Robbie for Torque, who is an old, uh, Old Devils coach, and uh, I had an incredible time there in Erie. Now, your your time in juniors, did you, like, know you were going to be that enforcer tough guy going up to pro, or were you just, you know, put into that role? When I played junior A, I think I maybe had two or three fights. Um, I was okay at it. I was kind of, you know, just, just throwing, you know, throwing for the fences and, and seeing what happens. And, and when I got to Erie, I fought in my first and then my second game, I fought twice against the London Knights, and I did mm-hmm. pretty well on that. And I kind of just escalated. I, I took a real I, I have, uh, my team I have their backs, and I've got a scratch and claw. Thankfully, I, we had a, Anthony Peluso, who is. Uh, This, who's another tough guy as well. He's played a long pro career. So we had, we had a tough team to start tonight. Uh, there weren't too many guys uh, trying to mess with us. Nice. And then you were drafted 172nd overall by the Dallas Stars. What was that? What was that experience like? So I really didn't think I was I was getting drafted. I'll, I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, it, I had maybe a little inclination in my mind because the only team I talked to was Dallas, and I talked to one of their local uh, scouts maybe you know three days mm-hmm. before the draft. I think we went for lunch. We went for lunch here in Toronto, and uh, I remember I went to um, a friend's prom. I got invited to mm-hmm. prom, <laughs> and it was Friday night. It was Friday night, and so you know we go out, mm-hmm. we get banged up, and. I remember waking up and I, I told my mom, I said, you know, no matter what happens, just don't call. Like, I, I don't, until it's over, just, 
I'm just going to stay off. You know, there wasn't much social media, but I, I'm going to put my phone away. And, um, you know, a couple hours in, I figured, you know what, if I, if I get drafted, someone's going to call me, someone's bound to call me and the phone hadn't rang. And then maybe, you know, 10 minutes later, uh, the stars called and uh, Doug Armstrong called and man, what a feeling that's uh, can't. No, it's pretty it. sick. And then, you know, what's what you, you going into training camp, you know what I mean? Is as a player, like what, what expectations do you, you know, you have to fulfill for the coach in training camp competing against other guys in a spot, you know, knowing your role. So this is how the game's changed for me. I think we didn't even get invited to main camp unless you were even the first rounders didn't mm-hmm. really even go to main camp. We had a um, rookie tournament, Traverse city, Michigan, that we always went to. It's about eight teams there. And we play mm-hmm. this big, uh, you know, this big complex. And I was scrapping every team. Yeah, <laughs> every game I was just trying to try not just for Dallas. I, I wanted someone just to, I wanted to turn some and I was a challenge, man. There were that have you know played you over age, fourteen year old kid and um, tough guy. Why would I, you know, I can? I always I always saw it as a challenge, and I fought when I was and Mark Crawford was the head coach there and. Very intense guy, but um, I remember we had Sean Avery there, Mike Medano, Brendan Morrill, and Mike Ribeiro, all these, like, legends, man, that I grew up watching. Um, and, and I went after it. I just got after it, man. I think I fought four times in five games or something like that. And um, No shit. I was, yeah, I, I think it was every game I fought. Chris Stewart and Adam Keefe and these guys. And I would basically just go after the biggest, toughest guy. I fought Zemin Konofka. We were playing Tampa, and um, they just kept playing me. And I – uh, hurt my shoulder in the last game. I'm not saying that's why they sent me down, but I uh, got sent mm-hmm. down. It took me uh, took me a while to get back up. Now, your style of play. How do you adjust in today's game compared to when you first got in the league? I mean, I don't want to say I saw this coming, but I mean, I had really good coaches and mentors when I was early in my career that basically made it known to me that. Mm. This is becoming less and less, and and I think it's going to flatten a bit. This fighting stuff's going to go down. So I was always working on my mm-hmm. skating, always working on my hands. In the summer, um, there's some really good people here in, in the city, and I, I was figure skating since I was 20 and doing power skating, and I was you know doing skill stuff. So I always wanted to make sure that I had the other end of my game in check because, um, I mean, I scored 20 goals my last year junior. I, I, I can play. I can put the mm-hmm. puck in the net, but – as soon as you get labeled in that role, right, as the tough guy, it's it's hard to branch out. But um, I always just try to work on the other parts of my game, and I think that's helped me a lot to extend my career as long as I have. No, absolutely. That's awesome. And, you know, your time, everybody, you know, wants to know, you obviously played with Connor McDavid. Yeah, that's the number. <laughs> I, we lived At together what? too, man. He's my roommate. No shit. What what was that like playing playing with that guy? I mean, he's just he, the guy's so, unreal. Uh, the way I kind of describe it to people is, I think guys know how good he is. Obviously, he's top top player mm-hmm. in the world, maybe. And um, yeah, but when you see him on a daily basis, when you practice with him every day, and you see some of the stuff that he does yeah. in practice, then all the stuff that people are seeing in games, it doesn't surprise you. He used to he used to blow by every single guy in our squad, and um, it was actually just a treat to be around and to play with and and we had we had a house together me him and taylor all lived in the same house my last year in edmonton um and mm-hmm. he was cool just to bounce things off of man he um he's very like hockey driven man he's that's that's and 
he's like constantly watching highlights and, and sports center and watching tape and stuff. And I'd always love to pick his brain and ask him what he was thinking, uh, you know, on certain plays. And we would come down to the basement after games. And I'd jump on the Norma tech boots and, you know, maybe have a couple cold ones and we'd watch sports center. And, and I, he, I, I would just love hearing his breakdowns of everything, but to see him on a daily basis on the ice, I, you really get a true appreciation of speed and, you know, everything he does is at top speed. No, absolutely. And then can we talk about, can you run us through your first NHL goal? What, what that, I mean, it's, it's something special to all the, you know, every kid that listens to the podcast and, you know, young kid playing juniors now, like they wish they can, they can't wait to one, make it to the NHL. And then you made it to the NHL and scored an NHL. So, I mean, I was in the minors for four years once by Dallas and my fifth year, I had a great Mm -hmm. time. I got sent down again and I didn't end up clearing waivers. Um, Edmonton picked me up and um, it was a Sunday afternoon. I remember I was in Austin, Texas and I was pissed off and I honestly just wanted to quit. I was like, man, how much more can you put in? Like how much more can I give here? Um, Craig McTavish called and said, have you ever played in the NHL before? I said, no. He said, all right, you're going to play in your first game hockey night in Canada on Tuesday night. So pack, pack, no stuff and get on the plane. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I got there and everything just happened so fast. They told me Monday that I, that I was in the lineup, fourth line left wing and, um, I remember just being so nervous, dude. And uh, got the t- minutes in. At we got a quick, we got a quick icing. Mm-hmm. So it's my first shift, and we get a quick icing. It takes about maybe ten seconds, and it's an offensive zone draw. He keeps us out there. Uh, centerman called a play. He said, "I'm going to win it right behind my feet." He said, "I want you to walk right around, and just chuck it on net. We'll both go to the net." And he won it right behind his feet. I circled. I threw a backhand on it, hit the D-man stick, and ramped up right over Pavlik. So, 14 seconds into my first game, first shift, um, I scored my first goal on my first shot. It was like you couldn't you couldn't write it any better. And um, it was in the Hall of Fame for a bit, man. It was the fastest player uh, in his playing in his first game, and. I joked that it took me like another 68 games to score my second one, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it just happens so fast. And it's, it's like, I tell people, man, like you put in the time and, and the hockey gods are cruel at times, but uh, they, they, they'll see you and they'll, they respect you. And I think that was their way of, you know, granting me a, a little bit of a wish come true there. Now, being, you know, I, I don't want to lay, you were a tough guy. I'm going to label as a tough guy. You know what I mean? You're a tough guy in, in, in the game. You know, do you have different superstitions in the game? Because, like, I, I worked I worked in the minors as an assistant equipment manager, and I came across Trevor Gillies, and I walked past him one time <laughs> shadow boxing I, the concrete wall. <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, – I actually never – I've never fought him in my life. But um, the only thing I really did, man, I would do – you know, I'd do the all the the warm ups and stuff like that, but nothing crazy with fighting. The only thing I would do was it was early in my career. I used to watch every fight of every guy, and I would mm-hmm. psych myself out. So if we were if we had a game the next night, you know, against San Antonio, Frankie Lasada, and Ryan Hallwig, and I would watch all the fights, and I I wouldn't even be able to sleep like the night before the night of. So I got to- yeah. After warm up, every time I'd get half undressed, just take the top gear off, and I would get the video guy to load up just one guy, and I would watch like maybe his last four or five fights. So if we were going to Calgary, I'd say, Milo, can you can you um, dial up Brian McGratton for me? So right after warm up, I'd come in, he'd have them on the video, press, I'd watch about four or five of them, and I would watch his only just his recent ones. I wouldn't watch him fight tight only in like 2005. I, I'd watch him yeah. fight from his last fight, and I'd look for you know 
stamina and what is what hand and you know what happens when he gets hit and and all all those factors so i just wanted to prepare myself because with all those guys in the league man if you're not prepared they're gonna be tired no absolutely i agree and uh like your thoughts on you know i i want to say different style you know like euro euro players in the league what is it different communicating and playing with them on a team compared to like north american players it is i think every um Every player I played with from from a different spot is different, and and they, everyone communicates mm-hmm. differently. But um, they're all a treat, man. Swedes are play with. Are, um, I think my favorite are the Finns. The Finns are are hilarious, man. Especially when you got multiple on your team. We had two of them in in Edmonton, and they just be yelling John at each other, and the language is very chippy, so you never have any idea what's going on. Um, but they love to have a good time, and and uh, I would say those Finns are are, are an absolute blast. Nice. And your time, your time in New Jersey, what, what experience was that like playing for an organization like New Jersey? I could tell you like my, my brother-in-law, I told him we were having you on the podcast and he's like, I fucking love that guy. I wish he played more. That's exactly his exact words. Uh, Honestly, man, I didn't know anything about Jersey when, before I signed there, Mm -hmm. um, Taylor Hall just got traded there maybe two weeks, two weeks prior. Mm -hmm. And he called me during like the, a couple days before where you can start to negotiate with free agents and and he was like hey do you have any interest yep. in coming here like i'm gonna throw your i'm throwing your name out to ray Sherrill. and on july 1st ray Sherrill called at noon and i was their first signing and I, I i couldn't say no so i didn't really know what to expect and man it is an absolute blast it's a it's kind of a hidden gem to play in um i think it gets a lot of flack because mm-hmm. the arena is right downtown newark which is kind of a yeah, it's oh god, great. it's yeah, it's yeah. it's in a like, bad we area. A <laughs> we, we have the bus get a police escort there, uh, but we, I mean, no one really lives. No one lives in Newark. You're either guys are out in Short Hills, and then um, me and Taylor were in just outside Hoboken in Jersey City, and I was in the okay. city all the mm-hmm. time. And, um, and and the arena at Prudential is absolutely beautiful. The practice rink's right there. Um, and man, we had some good rivalries. Those Ranger games were fun against Philly. Oh my, like what a what a nightmare going into Philly was when I was with Jersey. Those games were always fun. Oh god, uh, yeah. <laughs> like we were we were. Le- I was leaving those with with six ice bags on my body every every game. Um, but it, it's a fun spot to play, man. The travel's not too bad, um, and you get treated really well. It's just a it's a great organization. I know Ray Sherrill's uh, not there anymore, but he was definitely one of uh, the most stand up uh, stand up guys I've met in hockey. Nice. And then, uh, like, how do you how do you go about staying in shape right now and preparing for? I don't know if you guys are you you might have more insight. You guys coming back this? Yeah, season I'm still trying. I'm still trying to figure that. How out do you stay-, stay in shape here? <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting on yeah. the bike a little bit, um, doing some body weight workouts. I mean, I don't have that much stuff here. Um, there's like board of governors meeting set for the league on Friday, so. Well, I think we'll know a little bit more soon. Um, but honestly, man, I've just been riding the bike and, and stretching and doing some bodyweight stuff and just, you know, trying to break somewhat of a sweat every day. And do you, do you follow, you know, do you do inline skate? Now? I never have. Or it's no? never kind of been my thing. I always, um, uh, I always uh, love yeah. talking to the guys that played growing up. They were, they were always the guys with the best hands. I remember Patty Maroon told me he was, that, that was his thing all growing up. And I, yeah, I grew. I, I I've played against him and with with him, and he, that's, guys, that's where he's, he's got unreal. Those from, man. He, <laughs> for a big guy, he's got an yep. incredible set of hands. What a what a dude too. But 
No, I've never been an inline mm-hmm. guy. I never figured out. I, I don't even know if I'd know how to stop. So I, I, I you know, I got a pair. I'll, <laughs> I'll get out there every now and then, but uh, never really been my thing. Tucker, do you have anything for Luke? Oh, uh, yeah, actually. I just got one question for you, quick. Yeah, what's up? Um, do you almost feel like there's a void missing for an enforcer role in the NHL today as there was? Oh, man. Like, um, years ago? I do. I believe it still has a place in the game, but the times of dressing a player to play three shifts, um, it's, it's come and gone. Um, there can still be an enforcement role, but I think the role has completely shifted into um, guys like Tom Wilson um, that are, you know, I mean, he, he's a, he's a, maybe a bad example because he's scoring 20 goals, but uh, a guy that has to be able to play regular shift. You just, you can't have one, you just yeah. can't have mm-hmm. one guy sitting on the bench anymore the whole game. Um, you just have to be able to contribute in, in other ways. If you're not going to scrap, the coach has got to know that just cause you're not playing, you know, you just cause you're playing a team that doesn't have much toughness. He can still put you in the lineup every night. But, yeah. yeah. That, that's where I think we're going with it. Uh, nice. But uh, other than that, Luke, thanks. We appreciate for you coming on today and Not taking time out of your boys. day to talk to us. All right. Here. Yep. Take it easy, man. So that was Luke. It was uh, that was good. That was a good yeah. one. I tell you, the, the whole you know, I I, I don't want to say it because you know, like the enforcer fighting guy. You know what I mean? Like it's a tough. I'm gonna say tough guy. Yeah. Because the guy, the guy can still play. You know what I mean. He's still playing in the league. He's still producing. You know what I mean. He's still putting up numbers. Oh, absolutely. It's just, it's just, it's, it's like he said, man. There's, there's, it sucks that there's not, you know, that one guy playing three shift. That, that's, that's, that's brutal. That would, yeah, that'd be brutal to anybody. You know, even though as much money as they're making, it just you get you always. If you're a hockey player, you want to be out there hitting the biscuit around you know what I mean oh yeah and like he said like he didn't expect to kind of like fall into that enforcer role and I don't think any kid playing hockey growing up really dreams of being the tough guy everybody's kind of looking to be the next Crosby or McDavid or the Wayne Gretzky putting up all the points no I mean you look at his junior numbers you know what I mean he had you know his second season of juniors he had 33 points with Erie, when he first started with Erie, he was 13, then 29, and then 30. You know, he was putting up the numbers. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? In, in, in the AHL with, with Texas, he had 23 points was his highest number. You know what I mean? The 11 goals, 12 assists. It's You got guys in, in, you know, the NHL that are making that on the fourth line, third and fourth line. Yep. So they're, they're putting up 23 points. So, it's it's just – it's it sucks that, you know, he's in, he's he's almost in that role where he's looked at not like stereotyping, but he's also like he's a tough guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But again, the guy, the guy can play. You know what I mean? I've I've watched video on him. Watch he could skate. You know, it's 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 just a shitty shitty situation for that type of player. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. But uh, I wanted to I wanted to touch base. You know, on the whole. I, I, I people are seeing. You know, June first. June first, you're allowed to sign players to contracts to your youth teams. You know what I mean? My what what's your thoughts on it and then I'll I'll touch on it afterwards. Well, coming back June 1st, I mean first week of May here that gives kids what 3 weeks before they can start getting signed. Yeah. And 
these kids haven't touched ice in almost two months now. Mm-hmm. What what do you do there? I mean, I almost feel like you have to get some sort of combine going in central locations and get all these kids out there and let them show what they got. Yeah, I, I it sucks because you know my my kid like obviously he's you've seen video we, we we're out inline skating. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's how you know my my whole life I've been inline and ice skating. My wife's the same way. Uh, so I I. I, I, I live by that. You know what I mean? You get, you get out there, you skate, you're, you're getting your legs. You're not getting, you're not getting the same feel, but you are, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? You're, you're getting the strides in, you're pumping the legs, building the muscle memory. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, it's just, it sucks because, you know, these kids literally went from skating every, every week, two days a week. You know what I mean? Two to three days a week. Now they're doing nothing. Yep. So, you know, teams like him, you know, he's moving up the squirts. So it, it's his, him and his teammates, they're getting, you're going to be put in a situation where it's going to be tough. You know what I mean? They, they were used to playing half ice. Now they're playing full ice. Yeah. So how do you throw, you know, nine and 10 year olds that were playing half ice into full ice and not being prepared? You know what I mean? Like it's, you're, you're signing these kids like, oh, you're playing against, you're preparing a team together to put a team together against other teams, but they're in the same boat. You know what I mean? It's in the same situation. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's almost going to be like a clusterfuck, you know, but when you get up to, you know, midgets, Bantam and midgets, that's going to be a fucking disaster. Yeah. And then honestly, it's going to come down to coaching and players willingness to actually learn the game. Cause you're going to have to learn fast. And you say that it's a, it's a perfect example of, of coaching. You know what I mean? And, and it, it's, it's going to be any, any, any game of the year, if it's this year, last year, two years from now, and you nailed it right on the head. And, you know, I, I talked to, you know, Mr. Egg, Tom Egg, Patrick's dad. We, we talk about this all the time. It's, it's coaching. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like now, Hey, guess what? You need to listen to your coaches now because we don't have a training camp. We don't have this. We're just signing this different player to this different player. It's, it's, you know, the bottom line is, is you have to listen to your coach. You have to respect the coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if you're playing at, you know, you're bringing in Frankie, Tommy and John that never played for your organization before, you know what I mean? You have Kyle, Johnny, you know, Leon, that have played for the organization and, you know, these other guys and they know the system and they got to teach a system to the new players. What is that? It, it's, it's basically the coaching and the players have to come together. Yeah. So what I'm getting at here is, you know, I mean, you have to have some sort of, you know, uh, like you said, combine or skate before this even goes on. Yeah. You know, USA hockey and AAHA are, they're, they're setting themselves up for a fucking disaster. I'm sorry to say it, but they are all over the country. Well, you know, and it's kind of hard to say what's going to happen here. I mean, with yeah, a lot you of don't, we don't even know what's going on with a lot of states opening up. I mean, we opened up kind of partially following this new reopening procedure, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But like opening up May 1st, you don't know. Maybe the numbers spike up again and things shut down once more. I mean, they were playing a game of just taking things week by week and we're just kind of hanging on it's playing it's like we're playing russian roulette we're playing russian roulette right now. exactly do you know what i mean and 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 you don't know what's like you said you don't know what you can have you know north dakota opening up may 1st right yep 
And then what? Where do you got? You guys go to South Dakota. Where do you guys go to play? Uh, we're pretty like we're pretty much just around here. A little bit of Montana and some Minnesota. Every okay. Once in a while. Say say Montana and Minnesota. You guys open up May first. Montana and Minnesota up open up June first. Yep. Right. That gives the people, the kids in uh, North Dakota, a month, a month to skate and get prepared before a combine or a training camp. You know what I mean? So it doesn't it doesn't help the kids out in Montana, Montana and Minnesota. It's already helping the kids in North Dakota. So it's giving an advantage. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So it, it, to be honest with you, this, the season the season starts what August. You know, kids start uh, August late. You know, August September somewhere around. There, yeah. I think yeah. Except some some places like Jersey. Jersey starts in August. Right, so you have kids, and it's NJYHL. They play their own teams, and unless they're going to a tournament, which I don't see tournaments probably happening until you know Thanksgiving, Christmas. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So these kids are, these kids are getting thrown. It's it, they're getting thrown into the fire. It, it's almost like you know, hey, I'm going to sign a blind contract. You know what I mean? Like it sucks. It really does. But you know, it, it's for the coaches to also. It's also on the coaches' hand to do their homework. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So it's you gotta. It sucks looking at video, but you know some coaches got to go on video. Like I, I would, I would almost sign players to myself. Being you know, if you were a junior coach, you know what you're getting. You've scouted these kids. You know what I mean? You scout them in season, but that's what sucks for the junior coaches this year is the showcases. And we mentioned this before. There's no showcases going on. So how in the hell are you going to be able to, you know, get the players you need? Oh, exactly. I mean, you're gonna have to pretty much rely on stats from last season stats in last season and kids <laughs> like you, you're gonna have like kids reaching out to coaches like hey can can you sign me hey i'm looking for a place to play can you sign me well then you like look at kids who maybe didn't produce a whole lot last year and then busted their ass this whole off season in this quarantine Yep. And to go in and nobody's going to pick you up because they have to run off of last year's stat. Now, let, and then and we'll, we'll use that, you know, when no no knock on Keyshawn. I think Keyshawn had three points last year. Right? Something, something like that, yeah. Keys, Keyshawn had three points. What if Keyshawn decides, hey, you know, starting June 1st, this is a little hint, Keyshawn, starting June 1st, I'm going to start busting my ass for next season. He's already been busting his ass for next season. You know what I mean? Like, and he he's busting his ass. He's you know working on shit. You know, shooting. You know, snapping it. Like running, riding the bike. You know, shooting on your shit forehand. Like that. And... Shooting on your fucking forehand. Shooting on your <laughs> forehand. Shooting on your forehand. Not your fucking backhand, right? And he's busting his dick, right? He's gonna get. Oh, this kid only had three points last season. You know, he can have a come out year and have twenty to thirty points this season. Oh yeah. You don't know that. Well, nobody knows that. Exactly. I mean, he's already tendered with them, so I mean, he's already got a secure spot. So all he has to do now is just grind and make something of it. But for the kids that haven't like signed contracts and aren't already committed to another team, or even the kids that are coming out of high school looking to go into that junior level, they're the ones that are getting screwed over in all of this. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, it's it's uh, you look at a kid like you know, I I actually. You know, I vouch for you know the kid Ryan Howard that that uh, that I'm training here. You know what I mean? Before this was going on, like he he obviously doesn't want to go back to the organization he was at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we all we, we know the organization because well, I've had issues with them. Everybody's having issues with that fucking organization. 
You know what I mean? He doesn't want to go back. There's other players that don't want to go back. And that's what I said. I, I will help you do whatever it takes. If you want to play for another team, I, my recommendation, I will, I will fucking write a book for you. Oh yeah. Right. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going with Craig next year to, uh, I'm not going to say I'm going with Craig. That's what I'm saying right now until June 1st. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Mr. Howard has been contacting me, you know, back and forth about signing this kid. He was, he, I don't want to say he was worried. He was looking out for the well being of his son, which respectable. I, I get, it. I do the same thing for my kid. Absolutely. You know, he, and he was, he was talking about, you know, I, I want Ryan to, you know, play at this level. He wants him to play at that level, but he's worried about if he's going to play and be left out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'll vouch. And I've said this before, I've said this a thousand times. The kid's got the goods. He's got to put on weight. So, and, and you know, you know Craig's system. Oh, yeah. We, we know Craig Craig's system, torpedo system. You know, it's it's fast, 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 turnover, turnover. So, and and Ryan, Ryan's got that. Ryan's got the speed. You know, he he's, and I mean this in the nicest way, he's an asshole when he plays. You know what I mean? He, he he's, he's that kid that goes and just, just irritates the fuck out of He's you. a pest, man. I mean. Yes, yes. Go in the cr- corner and but, you just grind. And he's like that, but he also he can skate, he can shoot, he can pass. So, and I I vouched for, and I said to Craig, and you know Craig, he worked out with Craig when Craig was with the Revolution. I I sent him there. I sent him and Patrick Egg there. Yep. To 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 get better. That and that's what I I want to do. I said, listen, go skate at the junior level and see where you belong. Absolutely. And the kid, you know, the kid, the kid played double A for me, and he produced. He was producing, you know, two to three points a game. Right. And, and I, I vouched for him. I said, Craig, I said, let's sign this kid. He's a good third, fourth line guy for you, you know, in the pairing. And we all know the pairing. It's it, Craig does two, two fucking forwards, one half back, you know, whatever. It, it's, it's what he does. So, and I, I, I told him, I said, Craig, let's sign this kid. He's going to be good for you. And that's what I, in, in that level, and that's where I'm getting at with this whole thing going back, you know, triple A 16 up to junior, you can do that. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're doing, you know, 16 double A and down, you got to have some kind of combine, like Tucker said. You have to. Absolutely. Because, you know, you can get you can get kids that play fucking house league saying, yeah, man, I played house league. I tore it up and had 45 points last season. And then you get put in the fucking, you know, you know, single A, double A. You're going to go out there. You're going to be a fucking ghost. It's going to be almost like a waste, you know, and I – and, and, you know, I had that situation going last year. I had a team that was handed to me because this, you know, the, 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 the organization, a team was basically telling people one thing, but also wanting to do another and signing people just to, it's almost, it's almost like they wanted an organization. Just desperately signing kids to keep a team functioning. Exactly. You know what I mean? And... Excuse me, I had to take a drink. And uh, it, 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 that's not how you do it. If you want to do that, if you if you want an organization for your rink, you know what I mean? Do, do like a house league. You know what I mean? Do a house league, do a tournament league, a t- tournament team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you, and I said this before. I said this, you know, back when I said, you know, parents are ruining youth, youth sports. You know, if you're an organization and you want to do that, you want to be so-called, you know, competitive – and you don't want to get embarrassed going in a league, you know what I mean? It's join a tournament. Do the tournament season. Do the tournament series out the year. You know, Labor Day, 
Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, St. Patrick's Day, you know, that shit. Do those tournaments. You're going to get a 20-game season. Oh, yeah. It's And it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be, you know, more realistic for parents. You know what I mean? In It's going to be, you know, four games this weekend, and you have a couple months off, but you're still practicing. Yep. You know what I mean? You're practicing, but also do your house league during your rink. You know what I mean? You're doing a house league plus tournaments. So more, you're getting more out of, you know, what you're doing and getting experience for the kids and developing the kids instead of throwing them right into the fucking lion's den saying, all right, you know, uh, we're going to play, you know, the New Jersey Rockets this weekend. Yep. Right. New Jersey Rockets are going to fucking push your shit in. You know, it's a good organization. You know what I mean? It's, you know, oh, we're going to go down and play brick. They're, you know, they're going to push your kid in, you know, it's unless you have, you know, the right personnel and the right kids and doing the right thing by everybody, then it's going to be a fucking waste of a season. Absolutely. It really is. But uh, that's enough of my bitching today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're going to keep it short, short today. You know, Tucker's got to get to work. We have, uh, we got NHL legend Ron Duguay on on Friday, so we'll we'll keep it short for that. And then we got to fit uh, Jim Thompson in, you know, with we had connection issues with shit like that. So we got to fit him in this week. Hopefully Thursday we'll have a short one Thursday, and then we'll have a we'll have a decent decent sized one on Friday with uh, New York Rangers legend and NHL legend Ron Duguay. But um, we just want to thank our sponsors, you know, Ink Gurus. If you need your shirts, hats, jerseys, whatever you need printed. Go check out Ink Gurus on Facebook and Instagram. Also, we want to thank Goodwood Hockey. Goodwood Hockey's doing the right thing. They're partnering with John Schiavo. Uh, go check them out uh, at Ink. Uh, sorry, Goodwood Hockey on Facebook and Instagram. Also, want to thank AT8. If you guys need your sticks, needs you know, uh, fucking gloves, you know, Under Armour. Go check out AT8. And I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. <laughs> Am I forgetting anybody? <laughs> I think you've brushed up on all of them. Okay. But other than that, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Luke, if you listen to this, you're the fucking man, brother. Stay dusty, guys. Stay dusty.